Okay, Rabbi we are ready to go. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? So, just to uh, let's see. Wrap up from yesterday. There was a lot of uh, controversy. I said that I uh, told somebody in the shear that they cannot use. Is this thing a little crooked here? Hold on. One of those. He had like a shot. Do I have one of those? Like almost like a challah cover that says on it Shabbos Yantif, and he put it over his food. I said it's a problem of atmana. By the way, if I said that it's the right side, didn't mean so. Chas v'shalom, as we learned many times, atmana. Is Xero of Shemi Chata with the Remetz, etc. Well, you gotta fix the camera. Which one? The Zoom. Zoom. A little bit to the right or your left. There you go. There you go. That's good. A little more. Okay, Gary, thank you. So I just wanted to point out there's Mixus Atmana and there's Kule Atmana. I was telling the guy that. He had a what he said. He had he had chicken. This is what he said. He had quinoa, chicken, and a challah on top, and he put this thing on top. I told him it's a tamana. Here's the uh, the Mishnabura brings the Chaya Adam in Simon Reish Nun Zayin. See if Katan Mem Gimel. You can look it up. And he says, and he put something clothing on top. Up until half. 51% is no good, says the Chai Adam. And he brings here in the... Um, that's where I got my 51% yesterday. This is the Dirshu. Uh, so he also learns like that. In the, anyways, the Chazanish says... That's 100% awesome. So they sent me different things yesterday. Uh, Rabbi Waxman sent me. And uh, here's Archa Shabbos. It says like this. Hatmana b'miktas. We're not really dealing with Hatmana b'miktas, but okay. The Shulchan Aruch says it's Asr. The Ramah says it's Mutter. And the Mishnabura Paskins like the Kula, that it's Mutter, like the Ramah. That's b'miktas. But if you wrap a challah completely, what is that? Is that miktas? So, shirat mana be miktas who kasher mashu chelik choshu magdere megula. But often she giluze gorem have said mashmuti lecham magdera. If there's a lot of heat loss, if there's not a lot of heat loss, avle megalarak shir muot. Ain't it begeda atmana be miktas? And I raise atmana gemurav aser. So this challah cover guy, what is that? And this individual. Rabbi Steve Siner, I think his name is, after consulting with Rabbi Riviat, this is what he took and understood from it, a whole long email. From what I understood, that when the pot pan would be on a hot plate, it would be considered that the bottom is wrapped up. That's what I was telling Noam yesterday, the bottom is wrapped. Solution. In order to have an issue of, a, of atmana, the wrapping material must be in direct contact with the pot pan of food. If the wrapping is not touching the sides, then atmana would be permitted according to all. This is true if it's not touching. Again, the chal, it's touching at least on the top. I don't know what happens on the sides. Thus, 
Our dear Chaver may use this special covering with embroidering Likovet, Shabbos, and Yontif if it will not touch the sides of the pots and pans of food. A suggestion of how one may do this is by placing small pieces of wood, the kitzer, go out to the tambour or the lumber yard and buy some wood and extend it over a little bit so it doesn't touch. What's the bottom line? The bottom line is you have to think about it. That's the bottom line. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not passing. I'm not a rabbi. I'm not passing. I'm just saying, think about it. Before you put this thing and wrap your food, maybe it's an issue. It's more, it's more diverse than what you think. And at the end he says, if it would be possible to send me the picture of Yoeli the Macher, it would be much appreciated. I didn't know, like, again, in the live share, if I pull up a picture and I hear some giggles, okay, so, fine. Over here, it's like, dead. So the picture, mm, fine. <laughs> okay, that's that. Uh, what time is it? One email here. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because he didn't really sign off with his name. I see his name here in the email. Dear Rebelli, I've been with you since Brochus Daf, Daf Beis. Now more than ever, I appreciate the stability and consistency that your shir gives me. There's so much out of control now, but Be'ezer Hashem, I know that your Daf will appear and give me the spiritual grounding I need. I just listened to Daf 47, and in it you mentioned how you were in Shul and everyone was on a smartphone. In the spirit of Halacha to Danlikavschos, could it be that they were using the smartphone to daven or learn from that at the time? What do you think? Wow. Keep up your holy work and may you be blessed from above, a faithful listener. <sighs> so, first of all, yeah, that's one of my weaknesses. I'm not a very good Danlikavs guy. See, my mother-in-law, she's a professional Danlikavs Chos. One time my son punched my other son in the face and she's telling me how he had an involuntary jerks in his hand, we have to check it out by a doctor, different things. I, I, I'm not like that 100%, but here's the thing. So, I did research yesterday and I saw, that they, they say, the researchers say, that only about 5% of people follow the chazan during chazar shashats. Now, I made that up. Whatever. But in our show, I only know of one person that actually, Rabbi Pesson, he follows chazar shashats word by word and he has his kids stand like this. Very rare to see that. So to say that everybody in this shul was doing chazar shots. And then I had another issue. I mean, I also saw their thumbs going like this. So, okay, maybe they had involuntary thumb. Then here's another thing. I noticed that every one of them had a sitter on their table. But if they're doing chazar shots from the phone, why do they need a sitter? And then, and then another thing. I, I went ahead and I took a video of them all. And then I, after mincha... I said, guys, you got to see this video. And they all came around and I showed them what, what it looked like and they were giggling. Nobody said, hey, I was doing because there's a shot. But that, that's not even the point. So yeah, I'm, uh, okay, maybe, let's say, let's say they're all doing because there's a shot. The point was that I'm guilty of it and we all know people that are guilty of it. We take out our phones during because there's a shot. Take out our phones during this. We check our emails. How about the guy that was sitting next to me for now, not even one second. He, I, I thought, okay, when Chumanesri comes, he's going to get up and be embarrassed. No. And I looked, he's playing a game. He wasn't even doing, he's so addicted, he's just playing a game like this. With his tefillin on it, he's just playing a game the entire day. Anyway, the point is that when we get there to the base medrash, Be'ezer Hashem, I can't wait. We, we have to make some changes. So some of us are going to dive in better, connect better, put our phones away more. Whatever it is, we have to, we have to, we have to take this seriously and change. That's, that was my point. 
exactly what happened at Shul, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're all doing Chazash Shatz and they're all learning Torah, which is also Asr. Fine. Says the Gemara, Daf Mem Tes. Yes. Long time. Wow, Yaakov Rosedale is unmuted. Unbelievable. Yes, go ahead. So I asked uh, Rabbi Shane yesterday, and I spoke to him about Hatmana. I had a whole long conversation about Hatmana. Yeah. By the way, uh, you, you, we're limited to time here, right? Okay, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So if you wrap your challah in tinfoil. No, I, I just remembered your speech on my porch that was an hour and 45 minutes. I was just, you know, I just I had, a, I had a flashback for a second. Yeah, go on. No flashes. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening. You wrap up your challah in tinfoil and you put it on top of your pot, right? Yeah, one layer is okay. More than one layer is not is a problem. Yeah, go on. Um, and you said that it's okay if you put it on top of your pot. Right. You said um, if you use a towel to cover some of this stuff on top, yeah. use a, a little one, like a little kitchen towel, the little ones, and you said that's also okay because it's not covering up the entire pot. It's only covering up the top at most. But is it? It's covering the entire challah. Okay. If it covers the entire challah, that's what we're talking about. Not the pot. The challah is the problem. Yeah, but your towel is it covering it up the whole challah? If it covers up the whole challah, that would be a tmana for that challah. You don't have to cover up the whole pot. What about just the tinfoil? The tinfoil is covering the challah. It's on top of the pot. That's okay. Tinfoil on the challah is okay as long as it's like not a lot of layers. They say. Okay. One layer. Yeah, one layer is okay. Shkayach Yaakov. The holding of Mem Tes on the Aleph. Bizman Shehein Lachim. Why does it always disappear? Here we go. Bizman Shehein Lachim, four lines down. So we're talking about the different materials in the Mishnah if you have straw that's moist. Different things. Now, oh, by the way, before I start, very important. I want to offer a service for the Olam. I, I didn't realize it's a, somebody asked, I should say Kaddish, and I read the email yesterday. If somebody, my own brother called me up, he says, hey, you have yard side this week, and I can't say Kaddish, and nobody's saying Kaddish, are you going to be, a, so I'm, I'm realizing that there might be a need. So I'm offering my services. I don't like to say Kaddish. It's not a thing, and uh, it's free, and uh, hopefully people don't take advantage of this, but if somebody has a yard side, and somebody needs Kaddish, I am available, get in touch with Yosef or whoever, and uh, Yeshua and uh, Beli Neder, I'll say Kaddish for them because I do go to Minyan and I want to explain that also real quickly. It's a legal Minyan by the state of Israel. It's the, we all wear masks and we're all separated by that and, and we take great, great cautions. So in our neighborhood, it's legal and the, the, there's Rabbanim, many Rabbanim say it's okay. So I know it's controversial, but for the time being, I'm assessing it and by the way, I also was not out of my house for five weeks. So I am extremely, extremely careful about it. I didn't go shopping anything in five weeks. I don't take this lightly. Does the moisture come from within the product? I am going to get a haircut. The whole island should get haircuts. everybody. Thank you for reminding me. It's Rish Chaydash. But we got to learn. I was thinking about getting a haircut before. I was actually thinking about maybe shaving one side so you guys could judge which side you like more because I got the emails this way and the emails that way. I decided just to keep it real. I didn't even do over here. Whatever. Tashma. Uh, no. So what, what's the shayla? 
the, the, the moisture in the Mishnah, did it come from within? Did it come from an exterior source? What's the difference? Rashi says, in the, if it comes from within, it actually produces more heat. Says the Gemara Tashma, Look at the list. Straw, grape skins, moichen. Ooh, stop right there. What's moichen? Moichen cannot produce moisture from itself. It's some sort of soft wool, cotton garment. Grass could produce. So, if the moisture came from an exterior source, Shaper makes sense. How could it fit into the list? If Moichen has to be from an exterior source, all the things in the list, including straw, must be an exterior source, doesn't produce as much heat as an interior source. Mimirta de oh, says the Gemara, not a great raya. Mimirta de Veneatme. It's possible that this Moichen comes from wool that comes off a part of the animal that has moisture, where it sweats a lot, says Rashi, from its thighs or whatever. Interesting. It stays there for a while. Just remember, put this in your minds for a second, because we're going to get to the Mishnah. Does this fit into the Mishnah? Rabbi Shai says that you could do hatmana, you could insulate your pot with a dry, with dry clothing, or beperisivation. It says clothing. So he makes a distinction between garment that's moist, not moist. Again, same question. How do you have a nice suit that has its own moisture? Says the Gemara, this is kind of disgusting. It was produced, it says inside, it says thigh wool. So this wool has like uh, some sort of, uh, you know, it just different type of wool that has sweat and, and moisture. and it's kind of, it, it, it has its own moisture. And therefore, it produces more heat. Says the Mishnah, You could do atmana with a garment and with fruit. And the Mishnah doesn't tell us. Moist or not moist, says Taisvis, this Mishnah cannot be going according to what we just said, Rabbi Shaya. It's somebody else. With the wings of a golden dove. Of a dove. Yeah, I knew I was going to smile on that one. Now, no joke. Because we mentioned the wings of a pigeon, so the Gemara is going to jump in to a story of a dove. And sawdust of a carpenter. When you comb out the, the flax, so there's a little, whatever, shearings come out, some sort of stuff comes out of the flax, daka, if it's thin. Basically, if it's thin, it produces heat. Thick does not produce heat, this pishton. We'll get to see in the Gemara. So now we're going to a beautiful story, a little bit of a gata. In order to wear tefillin, you need to have a clean body. And that is why today we don't wear tefillin the whole day. Unless you're a granik. But in the time of the Gemara, people wore tefillin all day. You have to be careful to have a guf naki. Ke'elisha balknofayim. Like Elisha, the man, the, the known person, he was the, the guy with the wings. Mahi, what's the story? Or Mahi. What's the Xerah here? What's the problem? We're concerned with Hafacha. 
You shouldn't pass wind. It's almost like a double problem. So Rashi kind of explains that if the, the problem is just hafach, a person can control himself. But if you go to sleep, then you're out of control. Then you have a problem of A, hafacha, B, carry. Why do we call him Baal Knofayim? There's a terrible Xero. Now, before we say the actual story, we kind of, maybe we know the story, but yesterday I mentioned the shoelace, which was also, you know, controversial, and, and not controversial, but this guy sent me only in a new shoe, which was what I said, David Kornblut has a thumb down. It doesn't apply. It does apply. Ayn Shum, it's an issue. Shoelaces are an issue in a new shoe. Tight, not tight. Whatever the gather is. But I didn't realize until I learned this. There's the famous concept of Arkis of the Masani. When I, when I brought up the, the, the shoelace, it was just random. And they sent me in Shemir Shemir Shabbos Galachasa says, you're not allowed to put a new shoelace. Da-da-da. But Arkas of the Masani, what's Arkas of the Masani? Arkas of the Masani means a shoelace. And it's referring, the famous Arkas of the Masani means in a time of a shmad, when the Goyim are running around killing Jews, and they tell you, switch out your shoelaces so it matches the Goyim's shoelaces, the same color, you say, kill me. I'll, I'll take the bullet. I'm not going to change my shoelaces. Question. If a guy tells you during shmad, he tells you, I don't want you to wear tefillin. Ari, I see you're wearing your tefillin. I don't want you to wear tefillin. I'm a guy. I don't want you to wear tefillin. You listen to me, you don't listen to him. On shoelaces, you got to kill yourself. What about on tefillin? So everybody says, tefillin, are you crazy? Tefillin is deiraisa. Tefillin, of course you, you, don't, you kill yourself on a tefillin. No. Tefillin is different than shoelaces. So anyways, Malchus Roy me says like this. If you wear tefillin, I'm going to poke your brain out. I'm going to right where your tefillin are, I'm going to take a, a screwdriver and just puncture your brain right over here. In other words, they made a gzera on the tefillin shalraish. People see your tefillin and then this is it. The tefillin shalraish, that's the one I don't want you to wear. That's the one that everybody sees. Elisha didn't care. He went out. He ignored the gzera. And one of these officers sees him, he ran away from him. So the, so the officer runs after him. Says the Vilnagayin, why did he run away from him? The officer has a special police car. He's going to catch him. He has the walkie-talkie. Why, what's he running away from him? Says the Vilnagayin, because he wanted to wear his tefillin for another 10 seconds. So then why did he take it off? Because he didn't want the guy to touch his tefillin. And once the officer caught up to him like he was going to, right? You're talking about a 25-year-old guy chasing a 70-year-old yid, Alicia. I don't know how old he was. I'm just picturing. Of course he's going to catch him. The guy is saying, what's the guy running away from? Like the shaman guy running away from the, from the cops. It doesn't work. What do you have in your hand? I have the wings of a pigeon. 
Pasha des Yadai, Vinim Tsukam Vyayna. And he opened up his hand, and sure enough, there's wings of Yayna. So therefore, they call him Elisha Balknafayim. So, number one, we've got to address a few issues here. Number one, Tysus points out. It doesn't say anywhere in the Gemara that Elisha Balknafayim never did have facha with his tefillin. It says you have to keep your body clean like Elisha Balknafayim. And then it goes on to tell you a whole story. I ran away. Mechatesi, he had a clean body. It says Tysus, of course he had a clean body. If he didn't have a clean body, he wouldn't have a nace. Because he was careful in tefillin, and because, you, because, because he had this nace, you could tell that he was careful in tefillin, says Tysus. And why, why not the eagle's wings? Why dafka kanfayoyinu? And Rabbi Yisrael, if you remember, the famous golden dove from Brachas, over there also, the Gemara said, and why a dove? Why did he find a dove? And the Gemara says the same, same answer. Mishum the Imsil Knesset Israel Yoyna. Because Klai Israel, Knesset Israel is a marshal to the pigeon. Shinemar Kamfe Yoyno Nechpaba Kesef. Ma Yoyno Knafel Meginis Aleo, just like a pigeon. Its wings protected from the rain and from the elements. Says Rashi, not only that, when it fights, you could see pigeons, when they fight each other, they use their wings. They go like this. And only, only pigeons do that. Other birds use their beaks and whatever. Pigeons use their, their, their wings. That's a funny thing. You'll see it. Avisrael, mitzvois, maginois, aleim. The mitzvois save Klai Yisrael. There's a very wild Taisvis here. As a pilot, I don't understand this Taisvis. If somebody has a pshat, let me know. It says Taisvis that there's a medrash. It's not Taisvis. It's a medrash. If a bird is tired, he rests on a, on a rock. A, a pigeon has the ability to fly with one wing. In other words, it extends one and it rests it, and the other one just keeps on going. Now, if you learn how to fly a plane, you know that if, you, if one of your engines goes off, what's going to happen? It automatically is going to turn the opposite direction of that engine. So if your engine on the, on the right wing is on, and your engine on the left wing is off, your plane is going to go to the left. So I don't know how it flies exactly like that, but I tried to look it up. I couldn't really come up with something, but people are much better. I tried to look up, let's say, Machta, and I came up with that Christian kind of looking thing, and a guy sent me a much nicer Machta. I wish I had it. But whatever, some people are professionals in this. Let me know what you see if a bird could fly with one wing. And, and not one wing, because if it only has one wing, that would be a major problem. So I'm talking about it, it extends one wing. Yeah, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't fold it up, obviously. It would extend it, and the other one, he would flap. Yeah? Um, maybe, um, like, big airplanes can fly. They can definitely fly with only one engine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but that, yeah, they could. But you have to, yeah, it's, I don't want to get into it. Of course, yeah. I learned how to fly with one engine. Obviously, you can fly with one engine. The, the issue is you have to do uh, a lot of left rudder. Kids are, this, right, it's, yeah. it's, so the bird would be like, it's like, it's fighting itself. It's, I, don't, I don't see how it's, it's conducive to resting. You know what I mean? And it's flapping its wing. It's not, it's not a, whatever. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm not a scientist. It just, to me, it seemed very hard to understand. Says, now, now let's go back to that question. First of all, how did Elisha Balkanafayim take off his tefillin? 
it's a time of Shema. The Goyim say, you have to wear, your, you have to take off your tefillin. And he's listening to the guy. Why is it different than changing your shoelaces? So Taisa says a beautiful Yisoyed. Taisa says because the, the, the Isra of shoelaces is to look like a guy. Yeah, I saw Lipa Schmelzer's uh, Haggadah. The four bottom, the, the, the terrible, the, the Russia kid, it looks like Shmuley, in the, in the, uh, Shmuley Weissfish. He has a cap on. That's the Shegitz. If you have a baseball cap, you're the Shegitz. And the guy with the beautiful yarmulke, that's the Tzaddik. Anyway, so if you look like a guy, whatever a guy looks like, yeah, the necklace, the, the this, and the funny looking shoelace, you know, today the kids have those uh, on their gym shoes, that, that's awesome. But to remove your tefillin, you don't look like a guy. Whatever, you're just not wearing your tefillin. That's okay. The Rand says that the Isser is kumvasei. To do something positive, to put on a shoelace, that's the problem. But not to put on tefillin is not a problem. But then he says that the Rand says, and this is the famous big machloikas, what if a person decides, I could take off my tefillin, but I don't want to take off my tefillin. I want to die a martyr. I want to die al Kiddush Hashem. Are you permitted? You have a way out, and you chose not to use that way out. Are you allowed? To, big machlokes are showing him. Are you allowed? To, the Ram says it's a beautiful thing to do. It's mamish chashav. You considered this. The Ram says it's also fine. Says the Gemara ben Asarishal Charoshin Iboilu. So we're talking about the uh, sawdust of the carpenters Iboilu. Which part of the Mishnah does Rabbi Yudah say that thin is Moisef Hevel and a thick piece you could do Atmana with? It says, Rabbi Yudah says specifically, the flax, if it's thin, that's like manure. In other words, it adds heat, it's Moisef Hevel. Also to do atmana with says the next Mishnah. By the way, unbelievable. I couldn't believe this. I finally got a hold of Yoni, the famous Yoni artist. Where's his Mishnah? These Mishnahis, are you familiar with this? If you don't have these, buy these today. He didn't tell me to, to, to plug it. I called him up and I couldn't reach him for days. Finally, his wife answered the phone. I asked her permission for the shear. She said, absolutely, anything that's Moisif Tyra. And that's basically what I got. I got permission from every single safer. Even the guy that, that, that made those beautiful Beis Hamikdash drawings, Miss Sifta, Art Scroll. Art Scroll was difficult. Art Scroll says I have to, I have to say their name. She didn't say note name. I said, but what about the eight minute daf? I make a video, I send it out to people. Let me get back to you. She got back to me, she called me back and she said, Mutter, 100% Mutter. Anyways, the guy is a phenomenal artist. So here's picture number one from Yoni. It's just you, any kid that looks at it, you don't even have to read, you see what's going on here. Here's the pot. And here's this thing, there's a real at money. You can see it comes from the bottom, wraps around the top. You see this? He uses arrows, smoke, you, you, there's this motion in his picture. I thought he, he does this for a living. I was sure, I mean, he, and he's so sought after, and he's getting older, and he lives in Bnei Brak. I thought he, he's going to say no. You know, it's, it's Parnassah. No problem. You're doing it for Torah, go ahead. 
But uh, seriously, these are phenomenal. You're probably all familiar with these Mishnahis. These are different companies, but this guy is unbelievable. That's why Rabbi Chait in the Lamates Malachas uses Yoni. Here, let me show you this book. If you, you guys are familiar with this book? Also a crazy book. Beautiful pictures. Fine. So we can use that as well. No, that, that we have just from Rabbi Chait a while ago. Anyway, says the, says the Mishnah. So, I'm sorry, so you take the, the, the hides, the hides that he showed, you wrap up the pot, great. Hides are not muktzah, you're allowed to move them. You could use the shearings of wool for atumana, but they are muktzah. Why? I need them for my stuff. I set them aside like, like we had yesterday. I need to sew with it. Litvois Valera, says Rashi. So it's mukta. What for, for another reason, because I'm going to use it on Sunday. Ellie, can you pronounce the official name of the Mishnayos? Mishnayos Shabbos Mitzioros, Pene Shabbos. It's called Pene Shabbos. Yeah. Says, yeah. What does he do? He picks up the pot cover and everything falls out. As you could see in this picture right over here, he just lifts up the cover and everything falls out. Now, question, is that considered buses? My pot cover is holding Gizeh Temer, which is Mukta. Why is that not buses? We discussed buses, Ladova Asr. There's nothing mutter on that pot cover besides Gizeh Temer. Says Rashi, what, I don't know what he, oh, you have that much nice says Rashi, because the pot cover is not meant for the outside, it's meant for inside. In other words, you're looking at it upside down, basically. This part is the bottom, not the top. It's not, it's not meant to hold thing. The Ran says it a little differently. The Ran says that the Gizeh Tzemer come to serve the pot, the pot doesn't serve the Tzemer. The cover of the pot is not there to hold up the tzemer. The tzemer is there to, to insulate the pot. And therefore it's not buses. Next. This is another phenomenal picture. This is even better. You see right over here? The whole pot remains inside and the soup comes out. And if you take out a pot, it might not look so beautiful and clean. What will happen is, all this stuff will fall in, and what are you going to do? You're going to start pushing it aside, and that is us, or why? Because the Gizit Semer is Muktzah. So we're going to see in the Gemara what exactly Chachamim argue with. Listen to these Amiroimir. Become a bayalu. You're going to tell me these are tanoim. Become a bayalu. Shalachim is. By the way, before I forget, somebody mentioned yesterday in the chat that I'm wrong. I like to be wrong. I am a lot. But he said, when I said schita is libon, he commented, no, schita is dosh. I have to correct him. Schita is libon when it comes to clothing. Schita is dash, he's right. It's dash when it comes to food. We, yesterday we were talking about the guy squeezing out 
the head turban that was over the pot. That's libun. Just uh, as a side note. Says the Gemara, these, these hides, are they a common person that has hides at home? But a professional, a guy that tans hides for a living, he's a dealer, keeping the cup of the layu, since he wants to sell it. Maybe the Mokta, he sets it aside for Shaira. Or perhaps. These are of a professional, and even so, they're not mokta, but kolchkin shal balabais, and certainly a common guy. It's obvious that it's a common person. It makes sense that if a person sells these for a living, why would he allow you to use it to wrap your chong pot? The son of Rabbi Yossi, in other words, Rabbi Yossi paskind, and we're going to see later on that he paskind, Abba Shalchahava. Rabbi Yossi was a tanner. He did this for a profession. Va'amar, says Rashi, in, the, in a weekday, Haviyu shlochim in Go bring me some hides. Toysis argues, or Ben Chanal argues, he says it was on Shabbos. And the big difference is that this is a Maisa Rav, says Toysis. If if Rabbi Yossi physically did this, he sat in it on Shabbos, even though he's a Uman, so this is Halacha Lamaisa. It's not just an argument in Halacha that, you know, we could say, Hatmana, oh, the Chazinish says this, the Chazinish says that, but if the Chazinish went ahead and did like this, that's a real story. What about wood? If you're a carpenter, it's Mokta. And if you're a common guy and you have wood sitting around from your sukkah, then it's not muktzah. So what do you see? You see again, there's a difference between a common guy and a professional. And if he decided to ruin his wood, he has a nice plank of wood, but he said, okay, I'm going to put some food on it, I'm going to put the chalm. That shows right away, he doesn't care about it, he's not going to try to sell it off. He's not going to make a nice arankaydish out of it. Then it's not muktzah. But the point is, you see that a, balaba, that a uman, a professional, it is mokta. Shine in a sarm, they copy the layu. Wood could warp. Nothing can happen to your hides. What's going to happen? Get a little dirty, you'll wash it off. Not a problem. Toshma. Oirois, ben avudin, ben shenavudin. Regardless if they are tanned hide or not tanned hides, mutter letatlan b'shabas, there's no mokta. But where is there a difference? So now the b'raisi goes into a distinction. As usual. Oh, you're allowed to do tiltal. But what's the difference if a, if a hide is tanned or not tanned? If it's finished, the gemar clear or not? Ela lingin tuma, bilvad. Lingin tuma. Real quickly, there's an important taisvis. Not, not, not 100%, but just so you know, I'll say it quickly. Taisvis says like this. If a person says in his head, or he, he declares this kli, a kli, and it turns into tumah. These hides don't even need you to think about that they're a kli. If they're so much fin, they're so finished that if you thought about it that they're a kli, they are mekabel tumah because they're a kli. So legabi shabbos they become muktza without you thinking about it. Fine, interesting places. My love. 
So back in this b'risa, it doesn't say the difference between a, a, a professional, not a professional. It just says that it doesn't matter if they're 10, not 10, they're not mukta. So maybe a professional is not mukta. Says the Gemara, loy shabal abayis. We're not talking about a professional. Only a common guy. Avashalum emai. So like the Gemara does it all the time. So what are you going to tell me? That a professional is mukta. If you tell me a distinction within the Brisa, one was for Tumah, one was for Shabbos, tell me distinction within Shabbos, within Mukta. If you are a professional, this is what you do for a living, then all your hides are Mukta. And if you're not, you're just a common guy, then your hides are not Mukta. Says the Gemara Kamari. But I'm telling you a Brisa talking to the common person, not talking to a professional. And in that common person, I want to make a distinction. Says the Gemara Kitanoi. So this is in fact the Machlik Tanoim. According to Tanakama, hides are Mukta. Rabbi Yosi Oimer, and that's Lukhari, the Rabbi Yosi we had before. That his son said, my father said, go out and get those hides and sit on them. He was a, he was a uman. This is what he did for a living. And yet he said, you could sit on it on Shabbos. It's not mokta. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't machshavit. He didn't, he didn't set it aside. Oh, don't touch my special hides. Uh, I need to sell it tomorrow. He said, go sit, do whatever you want. I'll sell it tomorrow. What's the problem? So it's not mokta. All these... I think they're Amorim. Rabbi Yonison ben Achinoi, Rabbi Yonison ben Elozor, Chanina bar Choma, Kitzer. They're sitting around and they're just talking and learning. He said, I was just thinking, Rabbi Yonison, it hit me now. I was talking to my partner. I, I know I don't have time. I have to say this real quickly. I was talking to my partner. He's my partner, I don't know, for 12 years or so. He's a billionaire. And uh, I realized, well, I spoke to him until 3 in the morning. By the way, if you live in America, and you don't know about this, so I'm saying this for Chesed, there's something called PPE. You can get free money from the government right now if you have a business, you have employees. They pay you for two months for all your employees, even if you have money. They don't care. They take, take the money and go. There's something called PPE. Look into it if you have employees in America. PPE. Whatever you want to call it, okay? There's a program. We call it PPE. I was on the phone with him at 3 in the morning. That's why I'm a little tired and I don't know what's flying. But I was thinking to myself right now, from the dozens and dozens of meetings that I had with him, not one time did I think or have a half a minute of whipping out my phone in front of him and checking my emails. Because this guy is a billionaire and he's, he's a hush real estate guy. He's my mentor in real estate. I'm never going to... I'm going to start playing with my phone and... So that's a meeting with a bus of Radam, a meeting with, with, uh, with Akash Baruch Hu, ay, 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 I was just, just thinking about it. All right, as I'm learning here, because my mind is racing other places. How do you ask me to come boilu? How does not always melaches are bam chasrachas? We know there's 39 melaches. Where does it come from? Who gave you that number? Keneged me. Amelur Rebbe Chanina Barchama, Keneged Abodis HaMishkan. 39 melaches in the Mishkan. To build a Mishkan, it took 39 different things. 
So there's 39 Malachas and Shabbos, says Rashi, because the Smuchim, the Parshis are together. Look in Tysus if you want. Amalei Rabbi Yonis and Rabbi Lazar. Kachom Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Yosi ben Lekonya keneged melacha melachtoi umelachas v'atayra. The Torah says 39 times the word melacha melachtoi umelachas. We have a very chashiv young man. His name is Labi David. He's Rabbi David from Manchester's son. I don't know. He's on somewhere, and he sent me a list. He compiled a list of all the times the Torah says it. And guess what? He comes out with 58. Rabbeinu Hanal comes out with 61. So I don't know what Laibi missed here. Many Tirutzim, Taisis Yantav says, it doesn't go with Hazaras and Einshim. Whenever the Torah says Hazara Einish, and the Vilna Gain says the same thing, and then if you take out all the Hazaras and Einshim, 39, everybody has different Pshatim. Anyway, it says, Melacha, Melachta, Melachas, 39 times. Arbaim Chasrachas. Bayrav Yosef. What about the Pasuk? Yosef HaTzadik comes home to do his work. Now, the, the Torah is talking about Eshes Petifar. He almost sinned with Eshes Petifar. So Melachto could refer to a Maisa. Not a real work, but his relationship. A relationship. A usher relationship, Melachto. What's the problem? Do what Laibi did. Pull out a, a Barilam program or the Sefer Torah. Go through word by word. You know, Tanoim knew the, the Torah about Peh. I'm sure if you ask Rabbi Chaim Kanevsky, he'll tell you how many times. No problem. Wait a minute. In a, in a different case, says Rashi, one of, this is one of the times Rashi says, I'm not exactly, remember we had the Rebbe Kiva Eger that brings down, I don't remember how many times, 39 times Rashi says it, and the Rebbe Chaim Kanievsky says it's many more, okay. So they counted, so you see you could count, bring a Sefer and count. Counting is not going to help, because I have 40 psukim, either way I have 40 psukim. So what I'm trying to say is, which one of the, I have two psukim that I'm not sure if they're part of it. That's what I'm asking. <clears throat> At the end of the day, I have 40 psukim. It doesn't add up to 39. So which one do you want me to take out? Yosef HaTzadik or Vahamalacha Yisadayim. When Klai Yisrael brought all the material to the Beis Hamidosh, it was too much. It was enough. And it says Vahamalacha Yisadayim. So what's the question? Why over there is the Malacha, the word Malacha, not referring to work? Bimyanu? And Yosef HaTzadik, that Pasuk doesn't count because it's talking about an Avera. Perhaps, no, he was, gonna, he was coming home to do his job, to, to, to do physical work, labor, to do sponja. It happens to be, he was almost over and then he controlled himself. The Melach over here could be referring to the word task. It was a task, not... Not a physical labor, a melecha Shabbos, but a task. Klai Yisrael had a task to do, to bring stuff to the basement, and they finished it. Teiku. So we don't know which one of the two psukim to take out. We have a great raya that the 39 melechas correspond to the 39, the, the 39 melechas of Shabbos correspond to the 39 melechas of the mishkan. 
The Sanya ain't chayovim ela al melacha shekayotz b'hoitz b'mishkan. It has to be exact. Heim zaru v'atem loktizru. They planted. You don't plant. Where in the Migdash did they plant? Why would they plant in the base of Migdash? Says Rashi, because they needed the chemicals to make dye, to dye the fabrics for the Mishkan. Heim kotzru v'atem loysiksiru. It's interesting that Rashi says that they needed Samanim Litzboya to paint, and he says, Tcheles. 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 Avi went to the ocean and he found Tcheles in the ocean. It's a, it's a, it's a chilazain. It's a snail. You don't have to plant snails. You, you catch them in the... The answer is, you must say, that even Tcheles needs Samanim. You need chemicals added to the Tcheles in order to make Tcheles. Says the Gemara, and of course you have to reap the whatever you planted. Once again, Yoni, it's only for Mishnayis guys, don't get it too excited. So here's that Golos. So I don't know if you remember, I made my own picture of two pickup trucks side by side, and I remember Noam commented, oh, good. good. So here's the two Golos, much better over here. And this is 10 Tfachim high, 4 Tfachim by 4 Tfachim wide. So it's a Rishusa Yachid. This square right over here is a Rishusa Yachid. And you see these Krashim? Beautiful. They took Krashim from down here. This is Rishusa Rabim into Rishusa Yachid. They went from here down to the, they put it down on the ground. So they went from Rishusa Yachid to Rishusa Yachid. They also went from Agola to Agola. That's Rishusa Yachid to Rishusa Yachid. With the Rishusa Rabim Be'emtza right over here. Hey, hey, Meridus Hakroshim Agola Karka. They put the, the 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 beams on the ground. And therefore, you can't do it. So, they went from one wagon to the other. And you can't go from one to the other. Real quickly, I know it's already eight oh one. Rashi points out that they used to. Um, they used to cook these samamanim. So from cooking the samamanim, we know bishul. What about afia? Afia, says Rachi, you know, you learn it from, from, from bishul. It's included in bishul. But I have a question for the Oilam. What about the fact that they used to bake bread in the Beis Amigdash? They baked. They baked the, the, the lechem upon him. Why doesn't Rashi talk about that? Why is that not a malacha? Baking bread should, should be its own melacha because they baked the, the lechem upon them. Right? The Rashi says, baking is only because of bishul samimonim. It's included. The answer is very simple. We're talking about erecting the mishkan. Not what you did inside the mishkan. How do you build the mishkan? In order to build the mishkan, you needed to cook the samimonim. So cooking is included in the Avis Malachas and baking is not. It's very interesting. Just as a, it's, a, it's a good idea to know. Not everything that they did in the Mishkan is one of the Lamites Malachas. Let's say Shechting, uh, whatever. I'm just, uh, maybe not. Uh, but take it from, remember this Yisoyed. Abaya of Prakti Gemara, Mershusayach, 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 what, what happened? Where's the Rishusayachin here? So he went from the, within the, I already told you the answer, but he went with, within the wagon. What's the problem? 
There's two wagons. So that's why within one it's okay. But since you have a dividing that becomes a problem. Rabbi Yisai Motzei Shabbos, 9 o'clock, be here or be square. I know who's on and who's not. I will come and get you. Motzei Shabbos, 9 o'clock. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Noam, some tilim, please.